the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. It's Rob Black. Rob Black and your money show. We'll talk a little markets today. We'll talk a little investments. We'll talk ideas on saving money. Joining me today, I have a special guest, Barry Cinnamon. He's going to be talking about solar power. When I was seven years old, I remember going to school and someone had a solar calculator. It was the first time I ever saw kind of the coolest thing in the world. Uh, for me, a kid, it was the coolest thing in the world because how did it power? It didn't make any sense to me. And to this day, it still doesn't make any sense to me. How are you, Mr. Cinnamon? I'm oh, doing great. Thanks, Rob. Hi. So how did that calculator get powered by the sun? I still have that calculator in my drawer Do you? in my office. Yeah. It's a little rectangular thing yeah. and you take it out and the thing goes on. Tiny little thin film solar cell puts out you know, one or two volts. That's all you need for those little LCD displays. Works great. I'm surprised it's not more, uh, I guess it's pretty common, but I'm, uh, it was kind of magical at the point in time and uh, things are changing and improving all the time. Uh, you do a show here on KDOW, one thirty on Saturdays, uh, the energy show hosted by Barry Cinnamon. Energy is expensive. That's why I was intrigued to bring you in here today. Yeah, and, and you know, that's the change that's happened in the solar industry. It used to be for environmental people, green people, get rid of fossil fuels, and it kind of started slowly. But now the co- it's so cost-effective that it's just taken all over the world because of the economics. So as electricity production goes up in cost, whether you're firing it up with coal or natural gas, the cost of solar has been going down, and it's 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 hit that magical tipping point where it just makes sense. Yeah, even for the utilities, it's cheaper to, to power with solar than it is for natural gas. I mean, that's amazing. Are the utilities embracing it, or are they still um, using the older infrastructure because of uh, saving cost? It, it, the utilities are kind of reluctantly embracing it because they get to rate base. In other words, they get a, a profit based on the more, more equipment they put in to generate power, and they're finding that solar is the cheapest way for them to generate power. So they're putting a lot of it in. They don't want consumers to put it in because then they don't get to sell them the power. That's interesting. It's um, kind of a catch-22. It's one of those uh, negatives for them in theory, uh, but it could also help them if, if it's implemented correctly. Um, corporations have also embraced it. And, you know, God bless California. Um, I'm really uh, quite – I'm an East Coaster, and East Coasters look at the Californians as – you guys are hippies, You uh, no plastic bags, they don't like it. And then a couple of years later, they're like, oh, it does kind of make sense. Um, so and Californians have really embraced green and they've really embraced uh, solar quite well. Uh, how about the rest of the nation? Are you seeing, is Iowa as, as ready to put in a solar installation as, say, Kansas, as, say, Massachusetts? It's it seems to be very localized. It's it's kind of coastal. Um, I'm an East Coast person too. I, I was started the business here in California in 2001, 2003. The second best state for solar was New Jersey. Okay. So I opened up an office in New Jersey and, and did really well there. So it kind of goes up and down. But California's market is so big and the electricity from the utilities is so expensive that it's a sustainable market. Most of these other states have 
15 cent, 20 cent electricity. And the market doesn't take off as well, well as in California, where, you know, average electric rates are 30 cents a kilowatt hour. So companies like Apple, when they say we're going to be totally uh, green powered and Google, uh, they're doing it clearly because they want to appeal to their millennial employees, i.e. be good citizens, be good stewards. But they're also doing it because it's 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 is it good PR or is it just financially making sense for companies like Apple? It started as greenwashing at the companies where they say, we want to be green. We want people to buy our product because we're sustainable, we're environmental. The reason why it's taken off to such a degree, and Apple says we're going 100% solar, and Google says we're going 100% solar, Walmart, Costco, Ikea trying to go 100% solar, is because it's just cheaper that way than buying power from the utilities. And for companies like Walmart, who has big retail presences, and they're like one-story buildings and they're warehouses, it makes total sense just to throw it on top of those buildings. But for companies like Apple... They seem to be taking a different course. I don't know if their new campus, the big spaceship one, um, is as solar locally, but I know that they're buying a lot of solar power out of market and kind of saying, okay, well, we kind of offset it. Is that fair to say? It's, it's, it's actually more specific than that. Elec- electrons can be transferred. Autom- it's like money. You can move electrons around like you, oh, like you move money. You get to throw a science on me, electrons. <laughs> but it's the same. And, and so so, what, so what Apple does and Google does is they build huge solar farms. And they buy the power from those solar farms. They put that power onto the electric grid, and it gets transmitted 500 miles to their to their um, facilities. So it's and really being used. The at the, yeah, it's really being used at their facilities. Yes, I, but, just, I just thought it was. We've bought 500 dollars, or we have 500 dollars of energy. It's, it's all solar, so we're going to go ahead and use $500 of energy, and we're not going to really talk about it. It's, it's kind of like they, they buy, they, they put 500,000 megawatt hours of electricity onto the grid in, in the desert from okay. their solar farm, and then they buy that same exact amount of electricity in Cupertino. It's just like moving money around. Okay. Now, there's a big hurricane going on right now. Uh, hurricane Florence Henderson, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> um, one of the things I heard this morning was that the emergency people, the the uh, companies that you know watch senior citizens, uh, they have to have electricity. Does solar have that? It's good for seniors. Is it reliable enough across the nation? Um, it's it's as reliable as regular power. So okay. the way all the way all solar systems have historically worked is they only work when the grid's operating. Even though the solar panels like that calculator will will operate with with no grid, they're designed to shut down if there's no grid power. Otherwise, they could actually send power back to the grid and harm the uh, the linemen who are working. The new systems will continue to work in a microgrid just locally on a house or on a, a commercial building um, if if the grid power goes down. So that's what they're so Puerto Rico is re powering the island with a lot of microgrids. So if there's another hurricane, the, the, the transmission lines get knocked down, but the hospitals, the homes, the businesses still have power because they have solar on the roof and they have batteries. And that seems to be the future, in my opinion. I did a lot of research on this 10, 15 years ago, and one of the authors who published research said something along the lines of, you're not going to think of solar the way you see it now. It's not just going to be rooftop it's not going to be, uh, you know, big installation farms. It's going to be maybe your community. San Carlos, maybe their board of directors will get together and say, you know, we're going to put in solar for the whole city. And uh, there will be a perk. Or maybe a couple of neighbors will say, we're going to put it in the park across the street. And 
we're all going to share off this. It's going to go in different directions, isn't it? It's it's going in all directions at once. Uh, what you just talked about is something called community solar, okay. where the community gets together and there's a park and they put a covered parking structure over the parking lot, and that's generating a lot of power, and that power goes to the local homeowners. The other thing that's happening in California is something called community choice aggregation. And these are municipally owned utilities that just buy the power and put it over the uh, PG&E lines. So that's active in San Carlos, Peninsula Clean Energy. San Francisco has it. Silicon Valley has it. Silicon Valley Clean Energy. It's it's happening all over the place. The utilities hate it because these these CCAs, Community Choice Aggregation Companies, sell power for 3 or 4% less, and it's green. It's clean. There's a lot of places we can throw down solar for sure, and it's going to be interesting to watch. I'm going to keep Barry Cinnamon around. He's a special guest today. He does a show here on AM 1220 KDOW on Saturdays at 1.30. He is the host, CEO of Cinnamon Energy Systems. About 30 minutes. I don't think you probably need that much more solar uh, information on a weekly basis, but... There's a lot to cover, and we're going to cover more of it when we come back after this break. You can call the show if you have questions on solar at 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Don't forget, I have a seminar coming up um, Thursday, September 20th, um, about the new tax laws. You can find out more at my website, robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. It's free with code RADIO25. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I try to infuse my music that I listen to into the show. My goal is to get you to retirement. I'm pushing 50. First time I ever encountered solar energy, like I said, was probably six or seven, and it was a calculator. Now, as I get older, I just bought a property last year, and uh, a family member's house burned down in the Santa Rosa fires. Fortunately, they had a second home. They moved into that second home, but we're going to rebuild a house on it, and you're damn sure there's going to be solar put on that because there's a lot of sun up in Santa Rosa, and the sun is a massive incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace. Um, Whoa. It gives you free free energy. <laughs> or not free energy. There's an upfront cost. Barry Cinnamon is with us. He does a show here, the Energy Show, one thirty on Saturdays. Um, CEO of Cinnamon Energy. So you obviously sell and install and that kind of such stuff with solar panels. Yeah, you know, a lot of it is just explaining what it does and getting people comfortable with the concept. Because there's an upfront investment. But once they kind of come to our seminars and, and learn a little bit, very high conversion rate and they say this is this is for me i just don't want to keep paying every month to the utility yeah and it, it but there's there's also a little hurdle before i don't mind paying to the i don't want to pay to the uh utility but for me there was a there's still and i, I still haven't done solar um, i bought a home eight years ago and the roof probably is going to need to be replaced in five six years so when i talked to someone like a barry cinnamon he said wait till you get the new roof uh which i think was fair I thought it was kind of nice, um, but then California's come out with some laws that all businesses have to have so much allotted for solar in the future, and uh, it's, it's kind of moving. You're not going to have choice in the future. Eh, you'll have choice, but 
you get to where I'm going out with that. Yeah, the the uh, the law that Governor Brown signed earlier this year is basically that it's starting in 2020, all new construction homes have to have a certain amount of solar on them. Not a lot. I'm not exactly sure what they're going to be doing for businesses, but you know, businesses are in the business of making money and lowering expenses. Yeah. And so, if you can find a way to cut your electric bill by 30 percent without laying up any upfront cash, then then you're going to do it. So that's what businesses are putting into. Is there a little bit of buyer regret or buyer remorse knowing that in five years the technology is going to be better? Is it, do you have to educate people on that and get them over it? And like five years ago, solar panels were ugly, and they're getting better. So, so uh, that's a good question, and it's really easy to answer because you basically say, yeah, you know, in in five years these things are going to be slightly more efficient, right. slightly less expensive, but but if you're going to save. $3,000 every year on your electric bill, you're going to throw $15,000 out the window to maybe save $1,000 on a new system in five years. There's zero buyer's remorse. I think back of customers 20 years ago, they're all delighted that they put it in and they've cut their bills since then. Okay. Now, my neighbor put one in a couple of years ago, and it's ugly. Um, and the neighbors go, it's ugly. But he's saving more money than we are, per se. Uh and then Elon Musk last year came, comes up with solar tiles, and they're they're awesome. They look like like Mexican houses, and they're 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 beautiful. They're part of the house. They're they're they're, they're you can't even tell they're, they're solar panels. But he hasn't really sold any of them. He's like sold two. Yeah. And uh, so it's a lot of hype, but not a lot of promise or delivery. There's hype on that. That's called building integrated photovoltaic or solar tiles. I've been putting them in on and off since almost 20 years. They basically are too expensive and not reliable enough. Now, what Elon Musk is doing might crack the code and it might work because he's an amazing entrepreneur. But the historic products came onto the market, were there for a few years, and then they just kind of disappeared. The systems are kind of ugly, but they've gotten better. You used to have these shiny solar panels with aluminum frames and white back sheets. And now a lot of what we're putting in is all black. It looks like a roof. Um, It looks like a big skylight. And uh, it's okay. Also, mentally, you don't look at the chimneys and the satellite dish and the electric wires on the roof, um, the vent pipes. You know, your roof isn't a particularly aesthetic place either. So solar is becoming accustomed to that visibility when you look up at at your house. That's fair. So... Um, now, let's go back to Elon Musk ever so quickly. Are you a lot like Musk? Do you smoke a lot of weed and think, you know, let's save the world because <laughs> this world's going to end right, one day? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not that skeptical. I'm, I'm there. I'm uh, happily changing the world. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's funny when you talk about there, there's, a, there's a real strong correlation between weed and solar. Because, oh, my God. I, don't, I want to know where you're going with this. Well, the, the, where we're going is, you know, 30 years ago, the, the weed was be grow, being grown in, in northern California, and there was no power there. So the hippies who were growing weed basically were the first big consumers of solar panels. They actually built the business. They, they kind of brought the cost down. They were the customers, and then it kind of went from there. Um, as far as now, I mean, you know, it's have legal you done, in California. Have you done solar installations for, like, a weed farm? Uh, we've done solar installations okay. in suburban houses okay. that, where we covered every single square foot of the roof with solar panels. Okay. They had enormously high electric bills and curtains and, and foil on Got all it. the windows. And well we said. didn't ask. Well said. Um, I think HBO, at one point in time, is going to do a uh, a show. And it's going to be based in Northern California and the whole weed industry. Because I heard, like, police officers, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to catch the weed dealers or the weed growers because they got helicopters 
And if they caught the bad guys, they would lose their cool helicopters. And that, that and if you're telling me there's innovation like solar going on, I, I could write a story for HBO easily and make that a compelling show. But I'm totally changing the topic. Um, <laughs> talking about me. You used a term earlier called greenwashing. Um, what is it? It's, it's basically... Uh, companies want to build positive PR for their business, for their brand. And there's a lot of customers who care about the environment very, very heavily. So, I mean, you kind of look back to the Toyota Prius. Um, That was really perceived as being greenwashing. This was 20 years ago, and people really didn't care that much. So, companies were, back then, putting in solar because it was good for their brand. Now, they're still doing it because it's good for their brand. They talk about it a little bit. But now, companies are putting in solar, whether it's, you know, your local business with a 10,000-square-foot warehouse or Costco and Ikea, they're just putting in because they save so much money. Got it. Now, you're talking about Toyota Prius. I remember, you know, as a financial guy, I was looking at what Toyota was doing patents on. And at one point in time, they were talking about putting solar panels on top of the car. Is that going to happen? No, it's impossible. Why is that? It's it's just it's physically impossible. The the um, if you were to cover the entire top of a car with uh-huh. solar panels, maybe you're going to generate, let's just call it, 3,000 watts of power. Okay. Uh, 746 watts in a horsepower. That works out to be about four horsepower. Okay. So you're not going to drive a car very fast if it's powered by four horsepower in full sun. But Ed Bagley Jr., if he buys one of those, what do you think about Ed Bagley Jr.? He's like the, the grandfather of solar as far as celebrity endorsements go. There's Larry Hagman, Ed Begley Jr. There's a few others who are really good at it. Um, some companies, and Prius actually did that. They they had a solar panel on top of their car, and it was there basically to keep the car charged up, but it was sitting in a parking lot. Um, so it, it tops off the battery. It's good for that. It's like a trickle charger. But you look at the solar race cars that they've built. They're basically half the size of this room, and, and, and they go maybe 40 or 50 miles an hour, but one person sits in it like a tiny little bicycle. So really just not enough power and intensity from the sun. You were crazy knowledgeable. I'm trying to trick you or I'm trying to throw you for a curve and it's not happening. <laughs> you can find Barry Cinnamon um, 1.30 on Saturdays, the energy show hosted by Barry Cinnamon, CEO of Cinnamon Energy. Uh, he does seminars to educate you. Um, you can find out more about his seminars. Website is cinnamon. Uh, dot energy. Cinnamon dot energy. We couldn't get cinnamon energy systems because it was owned by a supplement company. We'll be right back. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I've got Barry Cinnamon sitting in with me. He does a show here on KDOW AM 1220, 1.30s on Saturdays. So coming up tomorrow, the energy show, Barry Cinnamon, CEO of Cinnamon Energy. Talking to you during the breaks, um, you're kind of humble. Uh, you've worked for a publicly traded solar energy company. Um, when I hear Cinnamon Energy on the radio ads here on KDOW, I kind of thought you were kind of a local guy, um, kind of more micro shot, uh, bullet shot into uh, solar versus a, a big picture guy. But you are a big picture guy. I, I, I was a big picture guy, a little picture guy, big picture guy, and back to a little picture guy. I like being a little picture guy. Um, we used to run, uh, I used to run a company with offices all over the country. The bigger we got, the more money we lost and solar is just inherently a local business. And I sold that, uh, it was Westinghouse solar at the time. And now I'm just happily installing solar in Silicon Valley. 
customer, we're based in Campbell, um, customer that was about two hours away really wanted to buy from us. And I said, no, we can't provide good customer service if I got to put guys in a truck and drive two hours to, to take care of your solar. So just local. What sort of customer service is involved in having solar? Because I thought you just throw them on the roof, probably cleaned them every other year. Done. That's it. There's almost no maintenance. They're guaranteed for 25 years. Maybe the inverter electronics will go after 12. Sometimes people want a cleaning. Um, but the real issue is during the installation. During the installation process, there's a lot of, of care that goes into selling the system, designing the system, getting it permitted, crews that have to install it, then getting it inspected. We average 8 to 10 trips um, with a, with crews and trucks during a typical home installation to make sure it's done perfectly. So if I've got to drive 15 minutes versus two hours, that two-hour job is going to cost a lot more money, and I'd rather have a, a competitor, a local company, do it then than me. We saw earlier this month PG&E kind of get bailed out by the state of California for their wildfires last year that you know 12 of the 15 have been tied to their power lines. Um, and the state of California said, well, you could pass the cost on to consumers. And I'm already eating $400 of energy a month. Um, so I feel like I'm doing my part <laughs> to cover the wildfire costs. Um, PG&E, you kind of, in your industry, there's a shtick that they're kind of evil, that they don't really want things to change. But at the same time, they also don't want to burn down the state of California. And it, it could work for them. Would it work in rural areas that are obviously part of the problems? Yeah, PG&E is my biggest competitor. They've been my biggest competitor since 2001. Um, but I've had uh, operations all over the country. And ironically, you think PG&E is bad. PG&E is the best utility I've had the experience to work with, even though I'm battling them every day compared to everybody else around the country. They have a legitimate problem. They don't They, they don't want to go bankrupt um, if they have to pay for all these wildfires. On the other hand, they've been enormously profitable. And one way that they can become more profitable, and they've done this historically, is they cut back on the maintenance. So they're not pruning the trees around the wires. They're not upgrading those transformers. That's why we have blackouts. That's why we have fires. They're supposed to do that. With that said, um, rural areas, um, are they able to be on the grid? Or, you know, we've seen Elon Musk and his power wall, which seems to me to be a damn cool concept. But again, I'm going to Space Age, to Jetsons. I'll wait five years till it's more standard. Once my neighbor has one, I'll get one. Um, power walls and storing energy in your your own solar energy uh, is that going to be the trend? Yeah, it's it's definitely the trend. It's not Jetsons. It's not Space Age. It's just a little bit on the expensive side right now. There's a rebate. Um, they're more complicated, but there's no doubt in my mind that in ten years, half the houses are going to have a, a big battery hanging on the wall, so that you can both reduce your electricity costs because you store your daytime energy right. um, when it's cheap, and then when the, the electric rates peak in the afternoon and evening, then you're using it. And also, you've got power during a blackout, and that's happening, you know, sporadically much more often. That is happening sporadically. When I first got to California back in 2000, 2001, do you remember the rolling blackouts? Yeah. That's when I started my first company, Akina Solar. It's, that's surreal to think about that we had rolling blackouts where I'd be on the radio and they're like, oh, we're losing all energy for the next two hours. And I was like, what the hell's going on in California? Uh, what was the rolling blackouts? Was it just too much business consumption? No, the problem was that um, because of some of the energy trading that Enron was doing, That's PG&E right. was in, in a situation where they had to pay ridiculously high prices for the electricity. And they basically said, we're just not going to do it. And they, they said, all right, we got a limited amount of electricity. Let's just brown people out um, to, to spread it around, spread the pain. I've got two young boys. Will my kids have the option of getting a degree in solar energy in the coming years? Are colleges embracing this as a future degree? 
It's it's going to be engineering and, and environmental. Um, that's that's the way kind of it's always been. It's just going to become more and more popular, um, and and it's definitely going to become more popular because it's the cheapest way of generating that power. I mean, you, you're not going to get a degree in in natural gas or fossil fuels. You're going to get a degree in clean energy. And let's just put it this way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to spend a lot of money on your kid's college, you want them to have a career, and clean energy is going to be a career for a long time. Let's talk a little bit about um, tax cuts. Uh, Are they going away, the rebates and solar energy? Because they always seem to be dangling, like, get get the rebate now. And then you get a different president. Maybe he's a little more clean energy friendly than the last one. Maybe not. Uh, We still expect it to be heavily subsidized by the government. Um, we we in the solar industry, the Solar Energy Industries Association, and the California Solar Industry lobbied very hard to make these tax credits more long-term. So the situation right now in 2018 is there's a 30% tax credit. That's a credit, not a deduction. So if your system costs twenty grand, you get $6,000 back. That's good through 2019. Okay. And in 2020, it goes from 30% to 26%, down a little bit. 2021, it goes down to 22%. And after 2021, there's no more tax credit for residential solar. Does that mean you're going to go out of business? Prices are coming down faster than that. Got it. So we won't go out of business. And as any any good American industry will do, we will lobby very hard to extend those tax credits. I don't think they're going to go through, but um, we'll see. There's going to be tax credits on batteries. That's going to be the next thing. Okay. Batteries for the cars or batteries for the homes? Batteries for the homes. Okay. And Elon Elon Musk seems to get all the headlines in this. Are there other companies? He's got that battery factory that he's putting together in Reno, and it seems to be coming online very slowly. Um, What are the other companies we should be paying attention to as far as innovating and, you know, um, or is it just Tesla? Well, it's interesting. The the the, um, the Gigafactory is um, branded by Tesla. Um, Solar City is now a division of Tesla called Tesla Energy. They're basically gone. Um, but the battery factory is actually a Panasonic factory, same as their solar panel factory in Buffalo. So Panasonic's making everything in there. So the companies to look at that are big in batteries are Panasonic. LG, mm-hmm. uh, which used to be Lucky Gold Star, LG Chem, um, and there's. Go, I was in China a few months ago. There's just a lot of battery factories going up in China, so you can you can count on batteries being um, coming down in price by a factor of five over the next ten years. The only Chinese I know is General Tso's chicken is delicious, <laughs> and then I see everything on TV. Is is it as dirty and filthy and, and smoggy? And it, do they have to embrace solar? First of all, I've never been able to get General Tso's chicken. In Shanghai, they just you know it's just that, that's an American Americanism. No, it's very American. It's very Americanized and full of sugar. Um, second, um, the, you know, the, over the last five years, I've you know been to Shanghai, been to Beijing. Uh, on days you can be there for a week and you just say, "Hey, gee, it seems to have been cloudy the whole time." It's not really cloudy; that's just smog. Um, they are doing everything they can. I mean, the, the government snapped their fingers about ten years ago and said, "No more gas scooters. Everything's going to be electric within two years." Gas scooters were gone, electric scooters everywhere. So they're really, really changing at a remarkably fast rate. And and they're candidly leading the world in terms of the transition to clean energy. It's interesting that you, and that's, that's not the, uh, that's not the presumption, but they wanted to get, I think they wanted to start cleaning everything up before they had the big Olympics. And that's when they started figuring out, we better do the solar thing sooner than later. How about some of the other alternatives like wind and, uh, uh, some of the other alternative energies. Wind is a terrific technology for utilities. Okay. So you can put these wind farms far away from where people live, okay. and then you can generate the power. Wind farms don't work locally. 
You you, you, right, you right. can't get zoning to put a wind farm, you know, to put a wind turbine on your roof. And not only that, even though you may think it's windy, it's not that windy. So you want to put those wind farms in, in areas like the Hatchaby Pass or on top of a mountain where you can generate it. So utilities are going crazy with wind farms, and it's great. And there's a good match between wind and solar. Wind Typically windier in the evening and at night and sunny during the day. It's interesting because I was in Hawaii not that many years ago, and the locals were pretty upset about the wind farms going up because it destroys their view. But Hawaii is also the, probably the greenest state or has the most to win by be the, being the greenest state. Um, California is going to be the second greenest state. Is that my assumption? I, I, from a percentage-wise basis, um, Hawaii's number one. <clears throat> They've got to you know, import in all of their, right. their oil and gas. I mean, it's really a problem. No nuclear plants there. They can import everything. Yeah. If, if you stop and think, like, they don't have cows. You know, they have to import the beef. They Everything. To, Walmart yeah. has to send ships to them. Except pineapples. Yeah, I think they've lost their pineapple. I think China does it cheaper. They're, they're <laughs> Within reason. Yeah. I'm not going to fight with you about pineapples today. <laughs> Maybe another day. You can find Barry Cinnamon 130 on Saturdays here on AM 1220 KDOW. You could also drop him an email, info at cinnamon.energy. Website is cinnamon.energy. Um end of the year rush is that a real thing in solar where yeah, yeah you're busy yeah super busy and it's ironic because that's when it starts to rain and it's tougher work but people want to get the tax credit by the end of the year and and they also start to realize all right time, what, what am i going to do with my end of year planning i was with a customer yesterday and we were talking about a system and and you know we ran through the numbers thirty thousand dollar system after the tax credit he's going to um, save uh $5,000 a year. So it's a six year payback. And, you know, we kind of do the reciprocal of that. That works out to be an, a return on investment of almost 17%. And it's good as long as the sun's coming up. These things just keep working. It's like, but I, I can't put my money anywhere else than in a solar investment. I'm not going to be greedy here, but a 2000 square foot house, how much would it cost to put solar on in the Bay Area? It, it depends on the size of your electric bill. So, okay. you know, it'll cost between 10 and $25,000. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about financing when we come back and uh, get a little bit more clarity on the cost, because I think a lot of people don't want to get involved because they fear what they don't know. We'll talk a little bit more about this when we come back. It's Barry Cinnamon and Rob Black. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Barry Cinnamon at cinnamon.energy, cinnamon.energy, or you can email them info at cinnamon.energy. Talking about solar energy and the positive effects it has on your finances. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking with Barry Cinnamon from Cinnamon Solar. Um, he does a show here at AM 1220 KDOW, and I've always been interested in potentially grabbing him and pulling him in studio. Uh, pulled him in for a whole hour today, and how fast an hour does go by. We've learned a lot. Um, the other night, this, last night, I was watching the hurricane because I'm one of those guys now that I wake up at two in the morning and turn it on. And I might have, I might have had a gummy bear last night. And I see this this solar flower. Have you seen the commercial for this thing yet? I've seen the I've seen the products it shows. So it, okay, so it, it's it's 18 feet yeah. tall, but it, it retracts down to almost nothing. And then it follows the sun all day long. And I was like, Am I high? <laughs> like that's kind of cool, but at the same time, it is kind of ugly. But it is kind of cool, and it's tracking the sun, and it pulls in more energy. There's hmm. there's good things coming, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, those are really cool. I mean, they're they're, they're sculptures, right? And people like that. Um, it's going to be more money, and some people just say, "Hey, I just want cheap energy. Let me just get it blended into the roof or put it on the back of the house, and then it works fine." 
So do solar companies like Cinnamon Energy still help with financing, or are those days gone? We still help with financing. We don't do the financing ourselves. We right. have financing partners. So the best financing is a HELOC, home energy, uh, you know, just get a, get a home equity loan. Um, you can get a leased system, but you're going to pay those lease payments and your, your overall economics aren't going to be as good. Okay. Home equity line of credit, good and bad. One of the negatives on home equity lines of credit is people tend to get them and buy BMWs. But if you're getting a home equity line of credit and putting it back into your house and you get a return on investment of anything... Um, it's all, you keep up with the interest rate that you're paying on the HELOC, and it seems to be a no-brainer. Um, talking about one of the things that we went to break on, I said, how much for a 2,000-square-foot house would it be? And you're like, depends on your energy bill. But you're talking installations typically around ten, twenty, thirty thousand for most residents. That's that's about it. There, there are very, very few houses go over thirty, and there's very few that do less than ten thousand dollars after the tax credit. And if you're the little old lady from California, like the song, or from Pasadena, <laughs> um, and she's got no energy needs because she just sits there and rocks in her chair all day and knits. Um, you're not going to sell her $20,000 system. She only needs something that's going to cover a hundred dollar electric. Bill. No, I'm going to trade the solar panels for her Mustang that's sitting in the driveway. Did she have a Mustang? <laughs> I can't remember exactly the car, but probably a Mustang. Little yeah. old lady from Pasadena. And this is where I, I'm super ignorant. I think I grew up thinking this was the Beach Boys, but it's Jan and Dean. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Not good at music trivia, but I do tend to be at times. Um, okay, Mike, <laughs> you're showing off a little bit. Um, what else should we hit on? Is there anything that we're missing? I, you know, I, I think the biggest issue for people, and this is why it's just so good to talk to you and talk to your listeners, is just the information. Um, and, and people are, it's still new technology. They don't see it any, everywhere. They're wondering if it's going to work. Panels are guaranteed for 25 years. There's a tiny bit of maintenance every 10 years. You can wash the panels if you want, or you can just wait for God to wash them when it rains. And these things just keep working. Will solar ever be like effective in mountain areas where there's a lot of trees or... It's just not enough sunshine. You, basically, you need a sunny roof or a sunny you know, area in your backyard. If it's half shaded, you're going to get half the output. If you live in the woods in, in, in the Santa Cruz Mountains and there's redwoods all over, forget about it. But is, there, is ever the half shade enough? Because a couple of years ago, I looked into it, and the, one of the questions is, does your house face west? I'm like, I don't know what my house face. I'm not, I'm not good with compasses. Um, and I was like... Too much information. I quit. I don't want to look anymore. Um, can you come to my house for me and tell me if it would be good for solar? I assume so because my neighbor has it. What, one of the ways that the industries reduce costs yeah. is we don't have to go to the house to answer the question. We just go to look at Google Maps. We have special software. Typing your, your address, look at the house, see what directions it's hitting, see if there's any trees covering the roof, and we'll be candid with you. If it's half sunny, then it's worth discussing. It's interesting because sometimes you have to get both partners on the page and say, you know, sugar booger, sweetie, um, I want to spend $20,000 on a solar installation. She goes, I want to spend $20,000 on our trip to Paris. Do you run into that? Um, because solar is a good investment. Yeah. yeah my, my suggestion is um, put in a system that's half the size for $10,000 and just could take a really nice vacation in New York City. So that's a good question. Can you do half installation now and half installation later? A lot of times we put in a starter system and, okay. and put in the electronics. It's called the inverter that's big enough so you can double the size of the system. So okay. we do that pretty often. And solar is way safer than pure electricity for a home. It's the same, as, the same? It's the same as pure electricity. Okay. It's way safer than natural gas. Just ask those people in uh, Andover, Massachusetts. You know what's cool? Um, I got one of those Nest thermostats. 
and Nest um, smoke detectors. And when the smoke detector goes off, it shuts off the gas in my house. Wow. Which I think is, that was a wow moment for me too. Wow. So, and I think that's cool. So. Oh my God, no way. <laughs> you have a seminar coming up. <laughs> Mike, you're killing me. Um, Saturday, September 22 at 10 a.m. It's in Campbell. People can find out more information, I'm sure, by going to cinnamon.energy, cinnamon.energy, or dropping you an email, info at cinnamon.energy. How cool is it having a cool name like Cinnamon? It's a mixed blessing. Is I it? mean, yeah, because you, know, you got teased since I was, you know, since I could listen to people and talk. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good name for the company, and uh, people remember me, so it's, it's okay. I've got, a, I've got a bad name for marketing, Black. <laughs> As a kid, people they say, you don't look black. So I changed it to black, as in black brains. But the black report, the black financials in the black, eh, I, don't, I don't like any of them. It helps to generate a good sense of humor. <laughs> You're the best. You're way too easy on me. Um, what are we looking for? Or Give me one last idea, because we're almost out of time. Um, I guess one last idea. There's still time this year to look into solar. Okay. Um, and, and the key, my, my, my recommendation for anybody listening is it's going to make economic sense if you have a sunny roof. Talk to your local solar installer. Obviously, love it if you call us. Call, call our competitors. Get some quotes. And just take a look at it. Because I pretty much guarantee within the next few years, just about every roof is going to have solar just because the economics are so favorable. And you don't think it's pie in the sky thinking? It's in the sky, but it's not pie. Oh, man, you're way too quick. I don't like it. I don't like it. Heavily caffeinated. Heavily caffeinated. You need to be when you do a show this early. <laughs> I get up every day at four. So yeah. my life is no fun. No bueno. <laughs> anyway, you can find Barry Cinnamon. You can find Barry Cinnamon. He does the energy show here Saturdays at 1.30. CEO of Cinnamon Energy. You can find him online at info at cinnamonenergy.com via email or website cinnamon.energy. Pretty easy stuff. If you forget all of that somehow, maybe you have a concussion or percussion, as I like to say, drop me an email and I'll set you up with Barry. Thanks for being on. Terrific. Thanks, Rob. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.